So uh, it appears, um, as much as I hate to do this, I owe you an apology. Okay. Because uh, your recommendation last week. Puppy in the truck, summer. Puppy, uh, puppy in the truck. I, um, as I always do after we record, I immediately go home and listen to your recommend. You know, check out your recommendation without fail because of your wonderful taste and practically everything. And I did so with Puppy in a Truck. And I gotta say, dude, you totally undersold that song. <sighs> well, I, yeah, I mean. Taste. In fact, I listened to that whole album. The album is good. The album is good. It's uh, solid. That's that's why I recommended it. Yeah, it's fun. So it was also relatable, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this is mental platypus. In case you didn't know, I'm I apologized. <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah. Which is you might actually think that you're listening to the wrong show. <laughs> I know we're not arguing. We're we're in total agreement here. That's so we we kind of pick up where we left off with the same recommendation that uh, puppy in a truck song of the summer. It's true. It's great. You yeah. The way you when you read the lyrics. Well, you know, because they sound like a Weird Al song. It's a pop song. <laughs> I mean, come on. There's you gotta. It, it always sounds better in context. <laughs> it sounds coming better from Jane Lewis's mouth than it does. most things do. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Because when you did your, you know, your dramatic is, reading over the mic. It's funny how it's something that sounds like it should be dirty, but it's not. It's just an admission that Jenny Lewis has a great singing voice. It's true. So, so there, I, I apologized and live I, on there. I, uh, I very graciously accept your apology, not at all rubbing it in your face. Yeah. I was completely right. Oh, oh, look. <laughs> Look overhead. It's the four horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the last Mount Platypus. As the, hey, bring, bring it on is what I say. As as the earth is now coming to an end. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's been asking for it. <laughs> this planet's planet's a shithole. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's I, cheerful. <laughs> you know what you need. You need a puppy and a truck, my friend. Thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good lord. We're we're on a we're on a tight schedule today. We both have hard hard outs, as yep. it were. Um, so we're gonna just about dive into it. Get get tweety with it, as it were. Yes. Uh, as you can hear in the background, we're listening to. Warm, the 2018 album that came out in uh, pretty much tandem with with uh, his memoir. Yes. Uh, Let's go so we can get back. I yes. think that's the title of it. Uh, I believe you're correct, sir. Yeah. I mean, I don't know because I only listened to his audiobook. Right, you never read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Go away, horseman. <laughs> you have saved the earth yet again. Yeah, that's right. My, Jared, my, 
my 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 cantankerousness knows no bounds. You're the only one. You're the you're the fabric that holds the shit together. <laughs> my my uh, my attitude will not allow harmony. <laughs> As I've been told professionally, uh, but you know, not that I'm bitter about that. Obviously. So we are going to get Tweety with it with 2018's warm, but I want to mention, and this this was I was thinking it might be my recommendation, but um, but I don't think so. Uh, you know what? Actually, I take that back. I'm going to make my recommendation. Let's get Tweety with it. Okay. I like this record. <laughs> Me too. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Mental Platypus. <laughs> I know you're. I know you're expecting the usual. You know, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, but so this was. You listened to this album previously because you thought it was the one we were supposed to be talking about last episode, yeah. which it was not. But um, you know, and you had never heard this one before. No, I hadn't. And you know what though? Um, yeah, as you play your guitar, <laughs> <laughs> you've listened to this. It's a great one. fucking riff. I've listened to this album a lot. Yeah. You've listened to this once or twice, obviously. I've, I've listened to it, to it five times all the way through just within the last 24 hours. I sh- you know, and um, if I didn't have kids, I would have done the same. And if I wasn't watching shitty movies <laughs> like I did yesterday, I probably would have listened to it five times rather than... I know what's not going to be your recommendation. Yeah, you know that 65, mm-hmm. starring my boy crush, Am Driver, yeah. will definitely not be my recommendation. It works on no level. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, which is a shame because Sam Raimi produced it. Yeah, but he didn't direct it. So, you know. Yeah. I, he just, I don't know, but he usually doesn't attach himself to, well, I take that back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he does attach himself to crap like that, he's usually very sorry about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, anyway. Um, no, and what struck me about this is you could easily interchange, like, take one any one of these songs. It's sort of like um, you could take a list of the songs on the left, and you could put a Wilco album on the right, mm-hmm. and you could play one of those matching games like you did in like on a test sure and you could say i'm gonna put don't forget um what song did we just listen to some birds you do some birds you can just like draw a line from it to being there mm-hmm. or um you could do this one to um am and you can kind of do that a little bit i mean to I mean, some degree to, uh, uh, you know i'm I, not saying that's what he's going for but i think i i think it's more it's more of uh you know him finding his songwriting groove that will lead into cruel country. Yeah. I there he is definitely definitely leads into that. Um but I feel I like the, these these songs are just I, I think that the thing that stands out in 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 very stark relief is that there's a maturity to this that he couldn't have pulled off in anything leading else anything else leading up to this point. Oh yeah. No, the songs here are very like lyrically and sonically, this is a superior than all those to any of his previous works. I love this record. It's something I expected from him. But knowing a little bit about 
I, not pretending I know the complete dynamic mm-hmm. of Wilco. I imagine that when they start working on a record, they try to emulate. There's a sound that they're going for, saying that they want uh, uh, a space they want to occupy. Yeah, for each record, like um, the whole of kind of being that pub rock, Nick Low type you know, sound, cool country being cruel country mm-hmm. um and, and um ghost is born being like that dark almost like can type music where it's but also keeping it very midwestern and wilco right and i feel these songs though he probably wrote them after you know, he probably wrote them when before this record came out. Right. I feel like they were ones that probably he wrote that just didn't fit in with what he was doing with Wilco at the time. Well, I, I help mean, me out here, pal. It, it just it does seem like it's very much, you know, there's there's um, that. I think when we talked about Suki Ray, I said something about feeling like warm and warmer. We're probably diving into the the what ninety songs he wrote around mm-hmm. that time. But listening to it again recently, I I disagree with myself. It, it definitely feels like it's the certainly lyrically, it's in response to what he was diving into for his memoir, mm-hmm. um, because there are there's a lot of. You know, mortality is definitely a theme that runs through all of this. Oh yeah, um, and and also there's there's uh, that the opening song "Bombs Above" um, is uh, you know closes with the the uh, the line about how uh, I was sorry I need that. <laughs> to quote it because I don't have it memorized but uh, a man so drunk he could hardly stand told me once holding my hand suffering is the same for everyone he was right but I was wrong to agree Um, and that to me is a very like clear you know line to his time in rehab which he does Mm -hmm. explore uh, in pretty naked you know detail detail in the book yeah exactly Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's it's a good companion piece. I feel like to that, and, but you you can enjoy it outside of of that as well. It's how did you listen to this? I want to listen to it straight through on my on you know either my phone or the car or the speakers or okay. I listen to it in order. I think to to your point, the one the line that I was looking for was uh um. Do we all think about dying? Don't let it kill you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No. It's there's. He's got some great lines in here, um, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, that's the other thing that took uh, that uh, I really enjoy. This is the well. You, you're like forced to have to pay attention to the lyrics on this. You are. So I was going to say one of the times that I listened to it over this 24 hour period was this morning on my uh, on my run, mm-hmm. and it's a great headphones album. Yeah. Uh, you really, you really get the kind of layer of sound of guitars that he's, he's got back there, and uh, you know in, in the credits 
it's all instruments and singing by Jeff Tweedy, except for Spencer Tweedy on drums mm-hmm. uh, and synthesizer. Glenn Kochi plays on uh, plays drums on a song, uh, and then Sammy Tweedy uh, has backing vocals on some birds and and a uh, synthesizer part on from from far away. So I mean, these are this is also uh not real not you know it's 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 its own beast it's definitely not cast offs from suki ray and and i don't no. mean cast offs in a bad term it's just you know the songs that didn't make it the, these songs seem fresh uh you know and and part of this this writing um writing session and it makes me wonder kind of where are we ever gonna get to hear any of the songs that didn't make it from suki ray I'm sure he'll release them when what, we're at the 10-year anniversary of Suki Ray. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe there will be a Suki Ray box. Yeah. Uh, which I would welcome. I mean, that's that's a, a an album I would love to hear what he decided to to not put on the on the record. No, I I think what I was I always just thought this is just stuff that didn't fit with Wilco because it's just all of it sounds like something that they could have done, but he's like, oh no, I'm just gonna make this mine. I think some birds would would sound pretty fantastic as a Wilco, um, and it's I I don't know if if you felt the same way, but I listening to some birds, I feel like he's that great guitar riff that I was doing air guitar to. I feel like he was doing um, he uh, he was quoting the birds. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I know what's like mm-hmm. could fit. Uh, could fit in with uh um could fit in with being there could, well i think yeah. i know what it's like could have been on cruel country yeah it could have been on cruel country it could have been i'm being there it could have even been on summer teeth in some degree it's it's a peppy number it's uh, well I mean, it's so depressing let's talk at the same time <laughs> this is a pretty depressing album if you if you just if mm-hmm. if you take it in lyrically and you get you get some birds that has that upbeat kind of birdsy and sound to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't forget has a nice kind of shuffle to mm-hmm. it. But like, but to your point, it says you know we all think about dying. Don't let it kill you. Um, mm-hmm. It's you know it's 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 kind of tongue in cheek, but it's, it's also hopeful. It, it it's 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 hopeful via Jeff Tweedy. I yeah. mean, as as far as Jeff Tweedy can do, hopeful. Um, it's just like, he's like, yeah, we all think about mortality, but just, you know, don't let yourself get too deep in the weeds on that. Cause, yeah. cause it, it, you know, you won't come back is essentially what he's saying. Um, but it, well, and it's, it's interesting in the way too, that it's this, it's this song. I mean, it's clearly a song directed at his children, you know, where don't forget, don't forget to brush your teeth. <laughs> You'll have a funny <laughs> smile. <laughs> yeah. Um, and le- let's go rain. You That's why I was singing. This is a cruel country song. Yeah. And well, and it's got, so to, to harken back to us talking about the minus five, when we get to the verse where he says, maybe you're not a believer or maybe you, you, uh, you don't have a choice or maybe it's a fever that you haven't caught yet. Cause you haven't met Scott McCoy. Yeah. Um, and which is, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice nod to his friend and, uh, you know, and a reference that anybody who's been following him for a long time or, or listening to our series is going to get. Uh, but I mean, the fact that it opens up with, 
with some say destruction is an act of love and I think it should happen again. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's essentially coming from that same kind of gallows humor that I was with the, uh, you know, the world's been asking for it. It should be, it should be over. But at the same time, he's pretty much seeing a middle finger to, uh, to whatever deity, uh, well, are you pointing to the once upon a time I was a Christian? I didn't know I didn't need to know. Yeah. Uh, when the sky speaks, I'm going to listen. And when I, when it's pissing, I'll just figure I'm alone. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's still an interesting philosophical discussion, right? Because he's, you know, uh, whatever, whatever theological upbringing that he's had uh, is something that's dissipated over time and just kind of embracing the the kind of wonder of existence as it were yeah. he's also like going prove me wrong yeah like um i feel like uh he's lieutenant dan on the top of the boat huh. of the shrimping boat okay and saying kill me you son of a bitch oh. <laughs> well, yeah but you know doing it in a jeff twee way <laughs> like um and well, it's funny too, though, because you know it's it's acknowledging. It's like, I don't believe in God, but if you are there, prove that you exist. I, I like the lines. Oh, I should build a wooden ark. Wouldn't you rather live on an ocean of guitars? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, you know, we we could. It's 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 kind of an acknowledgement of okay. Well, again, kind of like don't forget. Mm-hmm. This is uh, follows a, a sort of similar theme of, of you know, you could just spend all your time preparing for the worst, or you could just fucking enjoy yeah. the moment. I think even it's sad. Like this sounds like what two minutes long, and mm-hmm. there are fucking layers to it. Oh yeah, like that I I that I see and that I hear. Mm-hmm. Like I I see it as. Um, I see it as a country song. I see it as a, you know, a middle finger <laughs> to, to... Kind of an interesting theological discussion. Yeah, I yeah. see it as a theological discussion. Uh, I see it as a lot of things. Um, and, uh, you know, talking about, you know, how his belief system and maybe saying to his kids, like, I live in the moment, but at the same time... <laughs> yeah, I... It's it's interesting. You kind of have to cling to the life rafts here, the sonic life life rafts, if you will, of some birds. Mm. Don't forget, let's go rain, and mm. uh, I know what it's like. Which, if we'll we'll get to, I know what it's like. Um, but it's without those at least kind of mid tempo shuffles, a little you know slightly sonically more upbeat. Mm-hmm. This is a really fucking downer album. Oh yeah, like, it's it's just it's this kind of, uh, you know, w- uh, wall of sadness almost. It's a Saturday night, and I ain't got nobody. Sure, it's album. Yeah, I mean, the the, well, the the closer for this side from far away. It's it's interesting, you know, from outer space. I am you. At distances, you're me too. From far away, I assume everything needs less room. Mm. And just some of the... My ribs are turned like parentheses and my lips have learned what I don't believe. Mm. Could I find a world just right or will I always look too high? It's... 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's there's there's so much to this where where if you're in the right frame of mind, it could kind of break you down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, um, there are some things here that that do that to me. And side two opens up with that, which we're gonna get to momentarily. Um, but there's also just to go back to some birds, which is my favorite song on the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just there's something about it not not only in um, not only sonically speaking because I do love that that those you know that guitar sound, but. You know the this whole run of of imagery of in my window I have a twin, which is a which is a thing that he comes back to later. I think actually on, um, on I know what it's like, but in my window I have a twin. I look out, he looks in, he has a point. I applaud. Oh my goodness, my God, is it my fault? The countrysides are so full of suicide. I break bricks with my heart, but only a fool would call it heart. I like that run of of imagery on that. It's just how, uh, and and this this kind of the, if you follow the the refrain that changes just slightly, from, and though I don't think that I should add one to the sum of all that you fear, uh, I'd love to take you down and leave you there, <laughs> and, to I don't think I should be one of the sum of all that you fear. I'd love to take you down and leave you there to the, I don't think I should complete the sum of all that you fear. Mm-hmm. I'd love to take you down and leave you there. The, and what, you know, so what is the, I, I've spent a lot of probably too much time thinking of what does that mean? I'd love to take you down and leave you there. You know, is it saying that somebody who's kind of put themselves up on a pedestal, um, taking them down a peg, you know, mm-hmm. is it, what, what, it's, it, it seems to mean something. I would love to hear him explain that, though, that couplet actually. Um, uh, um, there was, uh, the red brick, which we're going to get to. There was a line that I wrote down last week uh, that uh, made me realize like he's on his lyrical game here. So I drank myself back into your life and I cried on the yellow telephone. <laughs> like, that's, that's Elvis Costello like brilliance right there. That's... Well, which is... I, I, I've never understood how anybody can say that he's not... A great lyricist. Yeah, and and I have read that in reviews before, where where people have have taken to, um, like kind of, I don't know, just nitpicking at his his lyrical stylings um, and talking about, you know, in, in some ways that he's just too open hearted. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, that so in some ways too too earnest. Um, yeah. I've heard that that quite a bit. But um, <laughs> since when is earnestness a problem? Well, I don't yeah. think that cr- that critics like earnest. Um, 
Or any of the, you know, goes to camp or jail or any of that franchise. (laughs) (laughs) It's because they all know that Ernest Scared Stupid is the best one. (laughs) I did not know that's where I was going to go with that. I was like, oh, I found it. Let me me pull that one. Everybody will get that reference. Um, Were you Were you an Ernest fan when you were a kid? No, I was not. I thought those films were stupid. I think I saw Ernest Scared Stupid. I definitely saw Ernest Goes to Jail. I I saw Ernest Goes to Camp, which was, I think, the first one, and I did not like it as a kid. I don't know how any of that got started. It was like... I believe it was like he was like the trailer park peewee. Well, this so what this is kind of um, I I believe I heard this on. um, I think they were talking about the Ernest series on blank check. I think yeah, I think it was blank check. Really, it was blank check. But I know how did this get made has done has done an Ernest film. Mm Um. So it might have been that one, but whichever one it was, they were talking about how that character came out of a series of, of regional bank commercials. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, and then for some reason, it decided that they were going to create a movie around it. And it was at a time where the movie cost almost nothing to make and it made like $20 million. And so it was a huge hit from a, you know, a, a profit loss standpoint. Yeah. Um, so they got to just keep making them because there was enough of a following that they were always profitable because yeah. they, they, they were so inexpensive. Do you ever think that, I'm, as Jim Varney was, you know, doing a Scrooge McDuck uh, in his bank account. Uh, Probably. Yeah. Yes. Um, do you ever think he kind of went like, man, I could have like been on the Shawshank Redemption or something? I don't know. I don't know. Because, I, I mean, what else was did he get known for? I, I, I think he, he was, was an improv guy at, at some point, like to start out with. But, yeah. Um, I, 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 we, and then he got to play the lead in the Beverly Hillbillies movie. <laughs> yeah, he did. And he um, was the voice of Slinky Dog and Toy Story. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so he, well, I, I think that he died and somebody else had to take that over. Yeah. 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 So he's he R.I.P. Okay. Jim Varney. Uh, rest in power. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> burn <laughs> i remember those commercials by the way i think i was part of that region but you must yeah i think it was a midwest thing so that yeah. would make sense um <laughs> but yeah yeah so i i know what it's like is a is a great I've, I've listened to this song a lot um the the my shadow stays even when i'm miles away waiting outside i know what it's like to not feel pain um just yeah I, th- where he comes back to this, when, when the lights are dim in my window, I have a twin. I'm always looking out and he's always looking in. I know what it's like starting over again. Mm-hmm. I mean, how can, you know, yeah. And the fact that it's on si- the f- opening track on side two, mm-hmm. it's like saying, hey, like, I stirred over. Yeah, you know, to, to it, it feels... That's, I mean, that's why it's a great song to kind of cling to as somebody who's, who's a depressive, too, is that, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's the hope that you can get beyond that mm-hmm. like, and know what it's like to have been in that place, but to kind of move, be, be able to, in your best moments at least, to get past it. And to a different degree, too, someone who 
never really likes to talk about himself, even though I'm on a podcast twice a week talking about stuff that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I often get anything like who like I often get in that frame of reference, like who gives a shit? Why am I doing this for? Mm-hmm. And it's because you know, there's someone out there who might be who might also feel the same way about 65 as I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's also why I seek why I seek out the, some of the things that I do um, is because I need to feel less alone. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why I cling to movies like Elizabethtown where, you know, death of a parent. Sure. Um, you know, things like that nature where I'm like, cause someone out there might know something about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of like a mission statement, even like, this is why I do what I do to me. I, I mean, it's, it can be any number of things. It's again, like these songs are like onions and they Shrek. have layers. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I, 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 I love the sentiment of having been as no way to be mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. again, it's that it's that, you know, kind of getting out of yourself and, and just because that's the way you have been doesn't mean that's the way that you have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also love the, you know, that I, I as somebody who's had this kind of moment before where, you know, you, you're in a moment. Um, where I'd watch you sleep. I wonder how much freedom we can dream. And I'm sorry when you wake up to me. <laughs> that kind of just... Oh, God, that's like every day. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, I, I've definitely been in those moments in relationships where I'm just like, I mean, I'm feeling like the need to apologize all the time for you know the fact that I am who I am and you have to deal with it on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've been there in just about every. I deal with that every morning, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. I so. used to. Now I don't because I don't apologize to Susu. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? You're a cat. You can fucking deal with it. <laughs> I feed you. It's. <laughs> I feed you. You get to deal with my depression. <laughs> That's that's our dynamic. She's the only pussy you've gotten in years. That's not true. <laughs> it may have been a little wild, but that's that's not exactly. I true. I am I I couldn't resist. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Ed, thanks a lot. Add that out. No, uh, that's staying in. I'm, I'm doubling it. Um, <laughs> There's a remix at the end. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a techno beat behind it. <laughs> uh, yeah. The red brick. Uh, I like a lot, um, you know, this, again, this idea um, that, uh, well, no, because that's actually, it's, it's, it's warm that I'm thinking of, warm when the sun has died, which actually has a red brick in the lyrics. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. He's, it, it, there is the red brick where perhaps, I don't know, he's, he's, um, I'm I'm curious about what that's referencing, but then then in warm he he calls back to the red brick with, um, I don't believe in heaven, I keep some heat inside like a red brick in the summer, warm when the sun has died. Mm-hmm. It's just just it's fucking it's fucking great. I, again, listening yeah. to this on my run this morning, which you know, 
getting to the point hearing that, like, because also being in a climate where after the sun is down, you know, which is the common way to say that, not after the sun goes down, <laughs> you know, when the sun is down, before it is up again, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you feel the heat coming off of, um, well, as, as Glenn Fry's saying, you feel the heat um, coming off the street. Uh, no, no, it's, it's Don Henley, um, actually. That's in All She Wants to Do is Dance. Uh, um, Feel the heat yeah, coming off the, the street. street. She wants to party. Woo. She wants to get down. Woo. <laughs> um, yes. I Let's believe- do a dramatic reading of that. All she wants to do is... All she wants to do is dance <laughs> and make romance. <laughs> Never mind the heat. Well, I believe coming off the street. <laughs> I believe um, the great American poet Glenn Fry. As we mentioned he before, he did say the heat is on. He did say the heat is on. Yes, that's what I was thinking of at the time. Um, yeah. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa, oh! Haul up into action. I'll be looking out for you. <laughs> Tell me, can you feel it? Tell me, can you feel it? Tell me, can you feel it? <laughs> the heat is on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I it, there's well, we re- we really brought this down to our level. <laughs> we're, we're the only podcast that you can listen to. I would argue that would segue. <laughs> The brilliance of Jeff Tweedy into the questionable 80s output of Don Henley and Glenn Fry, <laughs> which I also love, but, you know, to compare is, is not fair. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a rhyme. I'm a poet, and I, didn't, I don't even know it. <laughs> or um, we were watching uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine briefly last night um, when we weren't watching. 65. 65. And... <laughs> Uh, they're talking about against um, street meat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it says, it's meat from the street. <laughs> I'm a poet. I didn't even realize I was putting words together in a rhyme. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I really did like that show. Oh. <laughs> uh. We, we almost covered all of it. If it weren't for the awfulness of police brutality, we would have covered all of it. <laughs> yes. If only cops in real life were as, you know, admirable as the detectives of the 99. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't do it. <laughs> so. No, not in good conscience. Could no. we at, certainly at that time. And you know what? We made a good call because that time continues. Um not to get political, but yeah, yeah. Please. Um, any final words for you on warm? Yeah. No, I just I I really do love this album. It it balances very, you know. It almost nears too maudlin. He just he rescues it with some of these. You know, he just he he knows what he's doing. He's he's a person who's at the height of his powers mm-hmm. as as a as a not just as a songwriter, but as a a craftsman of albums. Uh, and you know, it's just it's the sort of thing where you can you 
whether you know and 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 maybe you know one could argue that that a new Wilco album or a new Jeff Tweedy album doesn't have quite the explosive impact of a Yankee Hotel Foxtrot anymore mm-hmm. or or even a, a to to like a Ghost is Born level but i i would argue that no matter what you're in safe hands and to call this album warm it's it's kind of like a blanket in a way mm-hmm. i mean there's there's just it's comfortable it, it is and that's not this is what I, I, I keep, you know, telling prospective dates. It, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> Comfortable can be just fine, especially when you get to my age. Or it could be warm as in, I'm a warm body. Well, I would prefer not to just be a warm body. Uh, but no, I, I don't, I just, I don't think, I, 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 th- I guess what I'm, what I'm getting at with that is that there, there was a time probably at the point that Yankee Hotel Foxtrot came out that if this was what was coming out at that point, I might not have loved it as much as I do now. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, 20 years ago, I am looking for something that's going to just knock my socks off and with the innovation and and just you know I want to I want you know, to, to listen to something and just be like this is so fucking good this is the most important record ever mm-hmm. you know and now I'm, I, I I I like my comfort food mm-hmm. I like my Jeff Tweedy albums I like my Michael Clayton's you know I like my Spectres um, it's <laughs> it's uh. Yeah, we're we're gonna get back to Spectre. By the I, way, I'm gonna politely disagree with the Spectre, but go ahead. Uh, I it has we're gonna get to it. So anyway, no, that's that's all I had to say about Warm. It, it is one of my. I, it's it's one of those that I feel like you have to live with for a while, because mm-hmm. initially it can feel like it. It's it's just it, too much to take in if you're mm-hmm. just listening it. Uh, to it on surface it can begin to kind of sound it can be almost it's 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 as much as i've been saying it's a warm blanket of an album it can be difficult to listen to because of how much maudlin there mm-hmm. is to it um yeah i agree and it's a, it's a it's sustained not, maudlin yeah. but I, it's it's also now as we've done this miniseries it's probably one of my top two entries into in what we've done so far um it's it's very very high up there in in his uh extra wilk activities yeah. i um looking at the cover mm-hmm. seeing him with his hands in the air looking triumphant uh-huh that's how i feel about this record it's sort of like i've look look at what i've fucking done right in my half century on this fucking earth i've I've won against myself. He, he's managed to take personal reflection and make it accessible mm-hmm. to others who, who, who can commiserate, yeah. which is not an easy thing. This is easily my favorite, my favorite record that we've done. Um, well, you speak from a place of not having listened to his entire yeah. solo oeuvre. And I speak well, not as, like at this point, I practically have. Well, there's two more to go. Warmer so, and and love is the king. Uh, that's right. Well, we'll see. So I, I'm saying so. Just you know, Ed, so yeah. I, I mean, 
if I was a neophyte, I might say that this was my favorite to this point. Um, but it's gonna, knowing what's coming, I, I I have to say it's it's not the favorite so far. That's why I would say it might be top two, top three. Oh, but um, well then, <laughs> we'll we'll get into warmer next time on mm-hmm. getting Tweety with it, and then we'll wrap up with Love Is the King. Okay, I don't know why I got into my next time on getting Tweety with it. We'll be discussing warmer. Hey, if you just join us, <laughs> we're talking about warm with Joe Tweedy. So, and warmer was an album that was initially a record store day only release, and then eventually got re-released. In uh, I think they put out a box set of the two together, warm and warmer. Better than Dumb and Dumber. I don't know. That movie is pretty good. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie since it came out. Oh, well, aren't you just? But you know, am I? You're just great. <laughs> but you know what's the better movie of the Fairly Brothers o- over Kingpin? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not joking. Yeah, and neither am I. That's the that's the best thing they have ever done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the one a fucking Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's get into our recommendations. What you got? Oh, I got the Flash. Oh, Flash, okay. was, really? Flash was by far. Um, I mean, not that I, I we're recording this a week apart from the last episode, which is normally what we don't do. How would you compare it to Puppy in a Truck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Puppy in the Truck is something that's going to stay with me uh, for a while, mm-hmm. um, possibly the whole summer. Uh, but Right, uh, because it's Song of the Summer. Yes. Puppy um, in a Truck. I mean... I'll be perfectly honest after listening to that song. I am starting to look for old beat up Chevys uh, for sale um, so I can fix it up and uh, buy a puppy, mm-hmm. put it in the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Um, and say what's up. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yes, please continue. Espouse on the flash. No. Um, I. It, I mean, it's by far no means a perfect movie. In fact, but I mean, compared to um, pretty much any DC um, release up to this point, um, it's definitely far better than it's definitely a step above Shazam, a movie I do like. Um, I didn't see Black Adam, so but from what I hear, there's no need to. And I actually had watched. Although, if you, if you know, according to The Rock, it did shake up the the foundation of the DC universe. <laughs> so much I got fired from it. <laughs> um, and it's funny because I watched. Um, oh, I watched the first half of The Man of Steel, um, just to see. If I think he, it's just Man of Steel. You yeah. Know, drop the the. It's cleaner. <laughs> What the fuck, dude? <laughs> so I watched the I watched Man of Steel. Thank you. Yeah. The biopic on Superman. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I tried watching it anyway mm-hmm. and um I fell asleep cuz it was so boring. <laughs> I, uh, I I I haven't seen uh, the but, the only so the only DC movies that I've seen since Snyder took over were uh, I because 
uh, well, Wonder Woman, I saw when that came out. Which is brilliant. It's, it's great. I saw Aquaman and liked it a lot. That was go- Yeah, that was fine. Uh, and then because it was the pandemic and we got the Snyder Cut of Justice League, uh, I did watch both the Snyder Cut and the, the awful, awful, uh, uh, what's-his-face version of... Uh, Joss Whedon. Thank you, Joss Whedon version of, of Justice League. Um, I would argue they're both terrible. Um, just to, well, I mean, just in comparison to the Whedon version, the Snyder version is better. It's it's not a good movie, but no, it's better than it's it's neither of them are good. Yeah, but um, but I um the Flash is fun. It's um obviously the secret, not a secret, is Michael Keaton in there, but um. I would argue too that the fun of the movie, and, I, and it pains me to say this, uh, given um, Ezra Miller's um, troublesome, uh, um, yes, yes, yeah, his troubles, at, his troubles at the moment um, and in the last few years, um, is that he is, um, I, I, which I don't exactly know what they are. I just. I, I I tapped out after a while. I was he, just like, okay, clearly this guy's gone off the reservation, as mm-hmm. it were, and uh, he's he's. Uh, I, I, you should. Uh, he, um, minor correction. He uh, Ezra uses they them pronouns. Okay, they sure. Okay, they went off the reservation. They went off the reservation, and um, it's it's funny that you you say that because apparently he was um, going onto reservations and. Um, um, grooming in uh, Native American children. And, wow. Um, See, I did not know point, any of this. I was just like, that person yeah, has clearly and, lost their mind. And apparently at some point may have start, tried to start a cult. <laughs> um, but he's fine All now. stuff which, uh, they're makes fine now. Just, which just makes me want to rush to the theater to see The Flash. <laughs> yeah. But apparently they're fine now. Okay. Um, yeah, because you can just you know clear all that up within... In time for a movie release. <laughs> well, I would say that the focus on Michael Keaton um, is not coincidental. Mm. Um, no, as soon as that was known, they that that this movie has been trading on that since then. Yes, but um, Ezra Miller has been playing a dual role, plays a dual role as present Flash mm-hmm. and past Flash. Okay. Um. And uh, the story is, I would argue, absolute shite. Okay. It's pretty much another riff on the Lost in Space remake from 1998 um, about trying to change the, about children trying to change the past and the consequences that causes. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, this is also the only movie where you get to see. Um, someone save a baby falling from a building by putting them in a microwave. <laughs> Nobody puts baby in the microwave. <laughs> they did. <laughs> and uh, and they did. And they saved the baby. Um, um, and it's just, I had fun. I laughed. I, it was nice seeing Michael Keaton say stupid lines uh, from the Tim Burton one over again. Um, it was nice seeing Ben Affleck be Batman one more time. 
um, will probably be the last time we see him. Um, there are other many surprises uh, here, but um, I think the thing that is like blows your mind is like you know how he knows he's in a different timeline. It's not because the Germans won the war, nothing like that, nothing of any vital historical significance. It's the timeline where Eric Stoltz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the lead of Back to the Future. It's the lead of Back to the Future. Okay. I, 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 that now makes whatever article I stumbled across the other day make sense because I was like, yeah, there's, there, like, there's some inside humor about about this that's that's hilarious actually the yeah fact that it's it's like a movie made for like movie geeks. movie geeks and that so, keeps it i think that makes it kind of fun okay. to me uh, i've read reviews too where it just rips it apart it's like dc never really liked these heroes never really wanted to make universes is absolute shit mm-hmm. i'm like going dude like it's a movie, and guess what? After this one and Aquaman, it's all done. Uh, so. Is Blue Beetle part of this, or is it part of the... I have no idea. I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about Blue Beetle either. All I, right. I barely knew about Blue Beetle as the, as a comic book character, mm-hmm. and I was a DC guy. Um, and... Um, but I, I, I like this... I liked it. I recommend if you've um, if Asteroid C is sold out and you're looking for something to watch, there is a well, great way to spend two and a half hours. Which which would would you recommend that they go see across the Spider Verse or would you or, or the oh Flash? this is the thing is Spider Verse tackles the same themes mm-hmm. and I definitely prefer that if you have a choice go see across the Spider Verse across the Spider Verse it's definitely less problematic and. Um, uh, definitely the far superior film. It just depends see. on whether you want to see Michael Keaton or yeah, depends. Are you a Marvel guy or are you a DC guy? If you're a DC guy or a person, Jets versus Sharks. Yep. <laughs> sure. All right. So, so but you, you liked it enough to recommend the Flash. Yeah. Uh, my recommendation, as I was hinting at, so I, I have, I, I haven't been watching anything new. I, I one of the reasons we have uh, a hard out today is because I. I do have a ticket to see Asteroid City, so we'll, 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 I'm expecting to like it because I already am a big Wes Anderson fan. So, is that what you're recommending? No, I'm not. What I'm rec, what, uh, would you, would you, did I, did I interrupt you? Yes, many times. Many times? <laughs> <laughs> Please let me speak as I did you. <laughs> No, that is not my recommendation. What I was getting at is that I just haven't be, really been seeing anything new recently. So I, I, I feel like I and and nor have I been. Well, you know what? I guess I've, I've got I've got two recommendations. <clears throat> so I got to speed through them. Oh God! The first one is I, I am nearly at the end of the Crystal Skull discussion of James Bonding, <laughs> where they're Indiana Jonesing, and. Have they gone to nuking the fridge? They've, they've. It's interesting because, you know, I, I come from Matt Gorley's perspective on this, which is that, it's an Indiana Jones movie, no matter how ridiculous it is, and there, there are definitely in that film, scenes of ridiculousness that just you're like, are you fucking kidding me? 
I still enjoyed it. Because yeah. it was an Indiana Jones movie, and I got to see Harrison Ford play one of my favorite characters. One of my, one of my favorite actors play one of my favorite characters. You know? And so there... I'm able to see that knowing that it's not a good film and still enjoy it with, you know, cause I can watch it non-critically. Are you recommending crystal skull? No, I'm recommending people listen to James bonding. <laughs> you mean Indiana Jonesing? Indiana Jonesing. You're right. So it's the James bonding feed is the thing, but it is Indiana Jonesing. Okay. Uh, they have over the course of the past four months released an episode on each of the four Indiana Jones films. And okay. they're all just really enjoyable to listen to. Um, and to, to hear them talk about it. So, so that's one of my recommendations is, is, is if, you're, if you are an admirer of Indiana Jones, you know, again, lover, not an expert, then I would listen to, to the, the Indiana Jonesing episodes of James Bonding. They're just, they're a lot of fun to listen to. Do you, uh, now, where do you fall in the Crystal Skull? You say you're, you like it? Because I, I, again, I don't think it's I don't think it's a great movie, but I'll watch it, and there will be always be things that I find to enjoy about it. I I don't have a big problem with the fridge scene. I do have a huge problem with the monkey scene. Um, yeah, the monkey scene is bad. There, there's actually something that I find really enjoyable about watching Kate Blanchett squash a big ant between her legs. <laughs> um, so take that for what you will. You're a. <laughs> You're a cis white male. <laughs> what wouldn't you like about that? <laughs> Anyhow, so again, I, I, it's not it's not a film that I would ever recommend. But I am when I rewatch all of the Indiana Jones films next week for prepping for when I go to see Dial of Destiny on Friday. Um, Did you buy your ticket? I haven't bought it yet, but that's it's actually I. You know, I, I took the day off from work. I'm like, oh, I could go see a matinee of that. I bet it's not going to be too crowded. Um, so that movie's going to break records. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I I all I'm all I'm saying is I'm looking forward to it. It's a new Indiana Jones movie. I am going to once again get to see one of my all time favorite actors play one of my all time favorite characters. So I don't care that it's getting mediocre reviews. I don't care that it mm-hmm. got a just polite standing ovation at Cannes. <laughs> you know. None of that is 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 filtering into the fact that I am looking forward to once again seeing one of my favorite characters on screen. That's kind of where I stand with Crystal Scott. I just remember seeing it and thinking, like, well, they had to do something different. I guess. I just, you know, yeah the the but, fact that George Lucas just wore Spielberg down and got aliens in there. I'm sorry, interdimensional beings. <laughs> I just remember walking out going, well, that was fine. I mean, they had just something different. I was glad to see Indiana Jones. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, and in the years since, it just, it hasn't worn well. But no, so like I was going to say, I, I, I will watch my 4K copies of all four of those films because I have the box set. I, w- I won't skip Crystal Skull. <laughs> but my other recommendation is because we, we talked last episode uh, how I was planning to, to rewatch all of the Daniel Craig James Bonds. Yeah. Uh, I, my... My 4K steel book of No Time to Die just arrived yesterday, so I will get to round out that uh, <laughs> round out that watch. But I did recently rewatch all of them. Um, Casino Royale still bangs. Oh yeah, Quantum of Solace still. I think it. The more I watch it, especially when I watch it right on the heels of 
Casino Royale. It, it, I, I like it more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Skyfall, the more I watch that, the more I think it's overrated. Yep. Spectre, I think underrated, which is why that's my recommendation today. I will give you that. I think it is underrated. I just think so, and maybe it's because I have a huge crush on her, but I think Leia Seydoux is great uh, as, a, as a Bond girl. I actually like, um, I, I really like Christoph Waltz's hammy performance as Blofeld. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am the the author author of of All Your Your Pain. Pain. Yes. I know know we joked about this in a previous episode. Do you see this book? It is titled All of Your Pain. It's written by me, Ernst Stavro (laughs) Wolfgang. Still makes me laugh. See, look, my big bodyguard played by Dave Bautista carries it for me. (laughs) And and he's so good at it. I know! Fucking... Fucking rules in that movie. He says one word and it is shit. <laughs> He's about to get trained off the train. I mean, it's it's great. You go oh, and that train scene in general, that train fight, it's it's fantastic. Batista's great in it. I love the car chase scene again with Bond and Batista. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Ben Wishaw in that mm-hmm. as Q. It's, I mean, basically, you get the the Scooby the Scooby Gang. Just you know, with double O's instead, double zeros instead of double O's. Yeah. Um, of Money Penny, Q, and M. Uh, you know the new M, Mallory. Uh, they're they're great. They're they're great together. I love to get you know getting to see them out in the field because uh, when Denby dies, he he is such a C that when he <laughs> that when he takes the the dive, it's so I'm so happy to see him die. <laughs> It's very satisfying because he's such just a, a weaselly human being. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it has its problems, but I I think that it's better than Skyfall. Is oh, it as good as Casino Royale? I don't think so. No, that's... But I think it's... it's and, and, you know, I say this, we talk about the idea of to this point. You know, to the point in my rewatch, it's my second favorite of the Bond, of the Craig Bonds. I... I... I think I'd go so far with that. I think some. St- I think the scene. Some scenes are probably staged. the couch scene. Ah, oh, I mean the 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 opening. It's, yeah. it's 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 the one opening of the is best great. Openings, yeah. The opening is great, but I think some scenes are very poorly staged, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they had to reshoot the ending. Mm. Um, like when apparently they did like the biggest explosion of all time when they ex- exploded the base. Yeah, yeah. Um, and. The fact that you have to like watch him run to like a safe spot so they can watch the explosion. I thought that was just like, did we really do that? Did we really waste like thirty seconds knowing that it's gonna blow up. Yeah, well, they, and they had they had one shot at it. Yeah. So they, I mean, that's that's what they got. Yeah. But and and the ending when he's trying to shoot down the copter. Yeah. With a Walther. Yeah, that's that's a little ridiculous. That that and like that like. That but could have I, been I shot do, in a very ex- more exciting way. It could have been, but I do like the way Waltz played the growing panic. You know, yeah. the first smug, I've gotten away with it, and I've killed my kid brother, too. Um, Half-brother. <laughs> Half-brother, yes. Uh, but, no, this like going from the, the smug, self-satisfied to the, oh, shit, this is not. This did not go the way I assumed it was going to go. Yeah. As the author of all of somebody's pain, I thought I was going to get away with it. Yeah, and he would have Twist. gotten away with it too if it weren't for those darn kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and and you know, I it's just 
Yeah. I don't know. The, the fact that knowing how it leads into No Time to Die, I, I, I found the, the walk-off with um, uh, that also joined Peek Up and Drop Off uh, <laughs> of, 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 of Craig and Seydoux going, you know, mm-hmm. Bond and Swan going into essentially the, the sunset, as it were, even yeah. though it was dark. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I it it scratched uh, even though it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't the the remake of On Her Majesty's Secret Service that people thought it was going to be at the time. No, it's right, no time to die. Yes. Well, um, it, it's still it. I don't know. I I, I just. I know that it's it, a lot of people say it's a mess that it's 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 there 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 are a lot of problems with it but I, I this last time I watched it which is I've, I've seen it several times now but this most recent time I was like you know what this is a four star experience for me I give it three and a half I mean well, I'm not like I, I it's okay you don't have to agree with me I do not this is true this comes back to the beginning yeah <laughs> even so. though over time you know you'll discover I'm right. <laughs> No, I disagree with you about the damn song, okay? Oh, that's that's what loses that film a whole star, by the way. Oh, my God, Is that yes. fucking Sam, what's Smith. his butt? Yeah, Sam Smith. Oh, my that God. That opening song, possibly, and those fucking, that title sequence. Worst, with a giant elephant. Worst ever. Uh, well, it was a giant octopus, Octopus, right? yes. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. I hate that. Yeah, one of the worst Bond openings of all time. And it won an Oscar, that song, which I yeah. just, you know, Skyfall deserved it. But. To which he said, uh, I'm apparently, the thing I will always remember about his acceptance speech is him thinking that he was the first um, uh, gay person to win, uh, um, <laughs> uh, to win a uh, best song thing. I'm like, did you see The Lion King? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that that's gonna wrap it up for us. That's we did gonna, good. I think we did yeah, we we got it. We got it done. Uh listen to warm. It's great. Listen How I recommend to, warm. Listen to warmer for the next episode of getting tweety with it. And uh <laughs> <laughs> until then keep it mental, Platypeeps. peeps.